0: And you band, the future's rock and
1: roll. Welcome to Don Teenie, episode 38. On today's show, the rights and wrongs of bragging and Using the word retard our way. Stephanie gets to work on a Mars Hill petition and Simone shares the destination of a blind man's first trip whilst operating a car. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and
2: Stephanie
1: Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong?
2: I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong, Simone?
1: I'm done okay now, but I was a little anxious earlier because I had a little altercation on the interwebs.
2: Oh, which, you know, I hate can, that! I know it gets you a little It really messes with you sometimes.
1: It does. I hate that. Like you know, I was starting to get an anxiety fit over it—not fully—but um, but what happened was, I guess probably three years ago, I had written a blog post, and it was about how I don't understand why heterosexual women find male strippers sexy and hot because it's so gay so it's like if you're a straight woman (laughs) why are you attracted to this gay man you know this is very gay behavior what they do so that's what this whole blog post was about and i find those guys so repellent i mean i don't even like even if a guy's not gay not acting gay just sort of just too buff it it doesn't appeal to me at all right i don't like
3: muscles
1: no, no, I would much rather just, uh, you know, an ordinary stomach. No abs necessary, you know. So, uh, yeah, so I, I wrote this post about that. But, you know, my my writing style is very kind of over-the-top and dramatic. And so, anyway, it, so it's been years since anyone even commented on it. And then I get this comment from someone who seems to be some sort of male stripper service. <laughs> just giving me all this grief about it. And I, was, I so I wrote back just kind of like saying, I don't know if you didn't read it all or you just didn't get it, but I'm not accusing anybody of anything. I'm just sort of saying I don't understand this. I don't understand why. People who are probably actually homophobic, these, you know, women in the Midwest who just think those queers as weird... Want to see these these prancing guys, you know? So that was my whole point. But so then, anyway, then I wrote something back, but I wasn't being uh, attacking. I was just sort of addressing it. And then they wrote back even more shitty at me and made it. They said something like, oh, with uh, with gay friendly people like you, who needs homophobes? And then I was oh, like, please. Oh, I, and that really bummed me out because I'm like, right. oh my God, like, because do, I don't want to be thought of as a homophobe. And I think that's what started to make my, my stomach churn. But then, like, then I thought about it. And I was just sort of like, but but I'm not a homophobe. So, Mm -hmm. and I just kind of let it go. And it's really hard to to take something like that. And even though you know it's not true, to not Mm -hmm. let it get to you. And so I just sort of thought about I was like I'm upset because he thinks that I don't know who this person is you know I'm not famous for being this way this is one person who's misunderstood me completely so and then the the little pain in my stomach just kind of went away and I was like hooray I was just so glad that I could kind of think my way out of it because it's true I had nothing to be ashamed of I had done anything wrong I was merely observing something I could understand why someone might read it and not understand me but I knew in my heart that that wasn't what I am so yeah I was free Yay! Yay! So, yay. so a, a, a conquering of anxiety, which we've been talking a lot yeah. about lately, because yeah. yeah, I've been I've been struggling with it more and more lately, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. I don't know why. So anyway, so I, I went to a doctor last week because I thought I need some Xanax. So so I'm I'm all I'm all I'm all. Uh, dosed up now No, not dosed up but I I have it I have it in my possession (laughs) but you know what just having it just having it that calms me down because I think so much of a a panic is when you feel like oh my god I'm gonna lose it I'm panicking it's 100%
2: that that's like 100% what it is it's like you thinking and then you feed on it and it's a physical response so yeah
1: exactly so the moment you know hey I I can just pop a pill and this will go away then it just cuts it so much so I just (laughs) love that it's you know, it's available to me Good. for that purpose. So, Great. but um, but one funny thing that happened while I was at the doctor, um, so I was already a little on edge, you know, because I'm going to the doctor and it's about anxiety, which just made me more anxious. So I um. Uh, she said well we'll do a full physical because I hadn't seen this doctor before and I was really skeptical of her because she had like I, I didn't know anything about the doctor I just picked her at random and she has these signs for like anti-aging clinic and I'm like oh Jesus this is some LA doctor trying to make you know make me make people young so I didn't trust her credentials and, uh, and then she walks in and it's like hey beautiful young girl and I'm like oh great like <laughs> thank you for assessing me that way like I'm young so I don't need those services from
2: you yeah but that's a relief right like like you're honestly complimented right
1: i guess so yeah because she must see a lot of shriveled prunes in her line of work so (laughs) i guess i was glad to hear it yeah um anyway so she says she needs to do a full physical and so she's like so we'll do some blood work and my first reaction anytime this talk about a needle being directed at me is to is I lift my, my my arms so I like bend my arms at the elbow so I I, I hide the uh, oh, the, uh, the needle well, sight yeah like like I'm protecting it my, and it's it's completely automatic and subconscious I just go and I just like flip my arms up and like tighten up so you can't get to the needle site. you can't take my blood and yeah and, yeah, and then I started hyperventilating and she said she couldn't do it because I was hyperventilating and I said wow. but I always hyperventilate because I hate needles and
3: yeah, yeah
1: she said uh, another time but anyway way anyway, yeah I got through it but yeah I just think it's funny that I have that reaction to needles that my arms just bend up and freak out in protection mode but so yeah. I got through it. I'm fine well, Okay,
2: well speaking of phobias um, you know you heard about the JetBlue pilot that freaked out the other day right yes like, I did I, and I'm like okay I don't I mean I can fly I'm totally fine I've had times in my life that are worse than others where I was like actually afraid of flying and I've had times when I'm not scared at all So, um, you know, and now I'm good with it right now at the moment. But when I heard Uh that, I'm like, what would you do if you were on that plane? I know. They had to choke out the pilot to make her calm down.
1: That is the last thing you would want to see.
2: Uh, Yeah. But
1: but the good news is that it seems like the co-pilot took care of everything. He locked him out Mm -hmm. and, you know, it was taken care of. And I know there's a big part of of, uh, training with pilots now to to be able to, you know, dissent to your your superior. That if you think they're making a bad decision, you need to be able to step up. Because I think there's been a number of accidents in the past where they realised the error was, the co-pilot realised something was wrong, but they didn't have the authority or the guts to stand up to the pilot. So... Yeah, they they you know and that's how the accidents happen. So that's part of it. So that makes me feel comfortable because I know they've got the backup system, which is the co-pilot. So both of them losing their minds at the same time uh-huh. seems unlikely and I know the other one's are ready to take charge because they're trained to do that. So that's very reassuring. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I I don't know what I would do. But.
1: Yeah, no, it, it wouldn't be very reassuring while it was actually happening, but just in thinking about it while you're thinking of flights that aren't even booked yet, I'm I, I, I feeling like okay. So, yeah.
0: mom. Um,
1: I mean, before we get into the meat of the show, I wanted to um, to tell you about a new cat name that I have for my cat. <laughs>
2: A new, so you like know a nickname or you're giving Yeah, a new cat? nickname. Well yeah, here's right.
1: his name. His name is Birdsworth. And uh, and as anyone with a cat knows, you probably call them a million other things, you know, in your cat ramblings that you do to our pets. So one name that I Stephanie's already heard, because um, my Birdsworth, he's just so black and beautiful and sleek, you know, but he's very serious looking. So I called him Professor Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> because he looks like he's got the seriousness of a professor but he's so beautiful so I, called him, I call him Professor Beautiful sometimes um, but anyway so, um, so my sister was visiting and she was very much into that name and then I just kept trying to think of more names of, in, um, in positions of power and so my latest <laughs> <laughs> so my latest name Archbishop of Cuterbury. He <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: is the Archbishop He's of Cuterbury. <sighs> oh, <sorry. laughs> I, I was telling you that my friend Joan has a cat named Captain Fantasy.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. I love that I name love that so time. much. I picture like this drug trip, this, this captain of this like wild, crazy, you uh, know, leisure experience in the 70s. I
2: love it. I know. I picture a 60s Emilio Pucci print on the yes. cat. I don't know. That makes totally. Sense, I remember um, when JP like posted pictures of his beautiful cats, like, like all cuddled up together, and he was like saying how cute they are, and I was like Corporal Lustrous. <laughs> <laughs> And I cracked oh. myself up with that for a minute, but then yeah, he never that's... even clicked like on it. Ah, so. oh, I'm just kidding. So... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's, uh, that's as if you listen rude. to this. But anyway, <laughs> um,
1: I know that his uh his now now uh, deceased cat, uh, pizza, one of one of pizza's name was the pizza senator. <laughs> 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 I love that so much.
2: <laughs> the pizza senator. So, well, uh, I just love that he has a cat named Denise. Like for some reason, that's I know. so funny to me because it's just an, I love normal people names for cats. Like I know there was a little girl down the street who had a who had a um, a parakeet named Steve and a rabbit named Coleslaw. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Steve and Coleslaw. It's so extra funny too when there's one human name and and one just ridiculous
2: name like Coleslaw. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was so perfect. I was like, I'm gonna adopt this girl
1: well my my sister and her husband they're looking to get a pet soon they just bought a house so they're settling in and looking for pets but uh i guess they were against like human names for animals and i said but they they can be so great like like my friend had a dog named philip and i just (laughs) cracked me up so hard and when i said why did you call him philip she says oh because we had this little toy version of the same breed of dog named philip why was that (laughs) Named Philip, like it was not an answer. Is
2: this, is this the one who has blind the blind dog had the same name? No, or that the, was Bianca. That was Bianca. Bianca. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sorry. But um,
2: Sorry.
1: But my my our big suggestion for a for a for a cat's name for my sister and Sam was Ken. <laughs> just K Yeah. Nice? <laughs> just his male cat named Ken. It just seemed I like a nice David's- solid guy name.
2: David's sister was married to this guy named Ken, and I got I got them like a Ken and Barbie set because I thought that was funny. And they were they <laughs> did not really think it was that great of a present. Really? Oh, he's <laughs> probably had that his whole life. I know. I'm, I bet you that's what it was. Yeah, it was Ken and Because I was like I was clearly like the one who like, got all the enjoyment out of that gift. I'm like, haha, Ken and Barbie, yeah, because she's like she's super hot and tall. she's like the biggest rack in the whole world that's like completely natural and like her yes. body, super skinny she's like a fucking barbie doll
1: but anyway yeah With yeah no, i can see when you have the name it's you don't see it it's funny in australia there was this uh campaign for don small goods uh, like you know like like <laughs> what salami was that name? don small goods d-o-n okay. which was my maiden name and then they had this slogan that said is don is good oh so, my god so anyway so everybody will come up to you like the first time they meet you and go hey is don is good and you're like yeah like everybody says that like you know it's just so not funny so it's just i understand the kin being over it oh
2: i think that should be the slogan for donkini is dong is good is
1: dong is good how did i ever think of that before it's in my blood Now, I wanted to talk about bragging and humble bragging. In our pilot episode that we, we never released, we just gave that out for some feedback before we started the show, we had talked about this. Just bragging and talking about, you know, we both end up meeting famous people, and they come into our conversation. And and then last week I told that story about Whopper Jr. from my work being just threatened because I said I was on Radiohead's guest list and mm-hmm. piped in with well my girlfriend's mother manages heart because he needed to keep up and and then and i tweeted that and then um and then my friend oh, patrick uh accused me of humble bragging oh and no. i said yeah and i'm like because if i want to brag i will just come out and brag you know i'm just like oh my god i'm doing this like that's just the yeah. way i am i'm not i'm not afraid to be excited and nerding out and stuff so i i, I don't need to humble brag But anyway, but I didn't I I just thought that was crazy, that was a humble brag because I had to mention the radiohead part to get to the punchline of the joke, you know? So it's I I couldn't leave it out. And then because I can't leave it out now I'm bragging. It and yeah, it just made me want to revisit that whole thing about bragging.
2: Yeah, how are these people supposed to know that I'm sitting next to Paul McCartney in this restaurant right now? But they need to know. Like what do you (laughs) mean? Well that's
1: different. That's different. That's you just should come out and brag and just say, oh my god, I'm a brag though, it's
2: just kind of a this is how it's happening because were you self-deprecating yeah. in it because it's only a humble brag if you're self-deprecating yeah like- yeah
1: no it wasn't self-deprecating at all I just mentioned it and it was he asked how much of the Radiohead had tickets you know? I said I don't know I'm yeah. on the guest list and yeah. then he came up with his response so yeah I think yeah, it's only a humble brag if it's, um, if it's self-deprecating but um, but just for, I'm just talking about in regular conversation now, so you, we're not self-deprecating. We're just talking about yeah, I was at blah blah, and so and such was there, and then so and so said. Yeah. And then people like accuse you of name dropping and all this stuff. It's like, do I have to hold back chunks of information? I know
2: it's like because I don't know. Because it, I mean, it is name drop. Well, the word name dropping like assumes that you have a motive of like you're only bringing it up so they know you are hanging out with them. But right, aren't, aren't you excited that you're on the Radiohead list? Like, there's, I, that's awesome, and I want to tell people. Right. So it seems like if he's like, oh, you're name dropping. He's like, no, I'm just straight up excited. Again, I don't know because yeah. a humble brag like reads for. It reads like this: Like uh, listener, um, there's a humble brag Twitter account, and it's hysterical because you can, if you find one, you just email it to these people, and then they'll retweet them in mass every so often. Yes. And so it's always things like, um, like here's a here's an actual one. Um, some girl goes: This group of bum-looking guys just tried hitting on me in front of all my coworkers. Hilarious and embarrassing at the same time. Yes. So that's one.
1: Like um, just because if you telling everybody that you were hit on you know, it, then, then you it, you're just trying to tell people you were hit on and trying to like undercut it by pretending it was unwelcome. But right. if it's unwelcome, then just don't talk about it. If you didn't like it, you know, just be like, ugh, that was gross. Right.
2: You could and, say, wow, someone hit on me. That was a nice ego pump. Like, there's that. I mean, that's also kind yeah. of dumb to tweet, but that's that's still like everyone can relate to that. That's part of the yeah. Human that's condition. a straight
1: up <laughs> brag. Everyone wants to be complimented. Let's just not pretend we don't really like it yeah. very much because we love um, it.
2: <laughs> yeah, everyone wants it. Um, there's Here's another real one where some guy named Peter Shankman tweeted, bugger, been signing books all weekend and just automatically wrote, love Richard Wiseman in my dad's birthday card. Oh. <laughs> and then some guy named, um, okay, his name is Tyler, the creator, but his at name is fuck Tyler, which makes no sense but it's great. Um, Anyway, he he capitalized each word in this tweet and he goes, when people say I inspire them to like, I don't know, enjoy life, that shit is weird and awkward for me. Cool though.
1: I know. Okay, I know. See that guy. There's, the no, there's nothing look. wrong with that guy saying that that people said that inspired that you know that he inspired them. He should just say how glad he is that to hear that instead of acting yes. like it's oh, it's so awkward.
2: Yeah. Here's one more. This girl goes. I am fascinated by other people's perception of my life. I feel very lucky, but my life is not nearly as dreamy as others seem to think. Oh, I read
1: that one. <laughs> I hated her. I hated her for that. Yeah. Yikes. can Let's you imagine the paintball. brain ticking over that constructs that fucking tweet my I god uh. so so that's the difference between a, a humble brag and a regular brag but then but yeah but just talking about stuff we do in our regular lives if we happen to they include famous people like i mean last yeah. week you know when i talked about meeting john ham i didn't be all like yeah i went to the party it was really cool yeah, i was just hanging out with john Hamm, he's a really nice guy I wasn't being all like that. It's like, oh my god, I'm totally nerding out. Oh my yeah. god, John Hamm is there. So I don't sure. think that that's wrong. But then there's people I know that I see all the time that are famous, and it's like I can't help but mention them because I did stuff with them. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's this fine line where you feel like you can't talk about your regular life because it's going to be no. misinterpreted.
2: I just think that like people respond so much to um, like what they sense as posturing, and um, yeah. I I don't know. Like people can smell that, or they can like they can actually be jealous that you're on the radio head list and then like call you a name dropper. So I don't, yes. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. People are
3: we're all Oh, I think people that definitely
1: call bragging on you know, on simpler things are often often jealous too. So Well it's I want like, you to know not all of them not all of them, but you know, i think there's there, there's some of that too. I don't know. It's a it's a it's a tricky situation.
2: <laughs> I hope there's no confusion, um, and that you know I'm extremely jealous you're on the radio head list, so
1: Oh. Thank you. <laughs> I, I imagined you would be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh. Mm. But, I'm jealous um, really hard. Yeah. I'm not even like the hugest fan or anything. I just I just know the management. So was that a
2: humble brag? Yeah. Ah, ah! Didn't, <laughs> it didn't strike me as it, but you that's the truth
1: yeah but it really is like I don't I do I don't even have like whole albums of theirs I have like a bunch of songs that I don't
2: have that makes like, it even uh, worse that you're no, on that the list that just makes me a jerk even though yeah. it, no it's not it doesn't make you a jerk it just makes it more painful for, for the Radiohead fans that yeah. you're on the list when you don't have totally
1: totally because I know if I was it was somebody I loved and someone was tweeting that and I couldn't go I'd be like Oh but you know what every show you go to there are always people like that. so now it's me you know sometimes it's going to be someone else. The list is full of people that just go there. people who talk through entire shows you know oh. so you know it, it works both ways I know I tweeted and I got to go see Muse a couple of years ago. And I tweeted something about it, and I said, oh, I don't know these songs. Because I, the, I have a few of their albums, but I didn't know them back to front. And then this girl like tweeted, I guess they, these people must have been searching for tweets about the show. And then yeah. I think she retweeted me and was just like, oh, like I was just breaking a heart because I didn't know. All the songs, and I said, "I'm really yeah. sorry. I know how you feel. It's just about other bands."
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like you don't know how you don't know how it would feel if someone was like, "Yeah, I'm at this show. Someone called Supergrass. I, I don't know how oh. I got in here. Kind of yeah. tired. They're, they're oh. doing their second encore right now. Kind of want to go home."
1: <laughs> oh, I would die. Even if it's at the same show, I'd be like, "What's wrong with I know. you?" <laughs> if you <were> oh. there. <laughs>
0: Hi, this is Mike McGraw. I'm the husband of Emily McGraw. And my story is, I lived in Silver Lake, and I was getting my computer fixed, and it said it was ready, so I was waiting at this tiny, like, little Mexican computer fixing place. And um, the door was open, and this dude with, like, shorts and, like, kind of bangs in his face and sunglasses comes in, and he's like... Hey, what's going on in here? And I said, hey. And he said, what, what do you, what goes on in here? And I was like, oh, I'm getting my computer fixed. I'm waiting for it. He's like, oh, so that's what they do here? They just, like, fix computers and stuff? Like, yeah. He's like, I'm Jason, by the way. I don't think we've met. I was like, oh, I'm Micah. And he shakes my hand. And he's like, yeah. Do you do blow? I was like, no. And he's like, oh, because I was just about to go find someone. I was going to see if you wanted to do something with me. Like, uh, no, that's okay. I got to wait for my computer. He's like, okay, very cool. Well, it's very nice to meet you. I was like, nice to meet you too. Okay, well, I'm sure I'll see you around, Micah, right? Yeah. Okay, nice to meet you. I'll, I'll see you later. So that was just something funny that happened in like the quintessential California, Los Angeles thing that happened. Talk to you later. Thanks.
2: Bye. So that was from Micah, um, a really dear listener. He and his wife, Emily, live in Philly. And they have a little baby named Nico. And they I, were very indebted to them because um, they invented this game that has saved me and many people who read stuff Christian culture likes so much heartache because they invented Bug Me Bucks, which is the game that you play when you have to go home with your Christian relatives for the holidays or a summer vacation or something. <clears throat> and what you do is you anticipate... What they're going to say to you like um like how they're going to evangelize to you or shame you for <laughs> your lifestyle or um ask um why aren't you right with god or tell you that your gay friends are going to ruin your marriage um every time so you just write down what's going to happen and every time it happens you pay you get to pay yourself in your brain so um i feel like i've talked about this on this little game on the show before but micah is responsible for it Mike the Thank and, you um, so much. I, I haven't know, played it, but I love hearing your reports about it. They delight me no end. <laughs> they do, don't they? Oh, the best. <laughs> you, can, oh, you feel the pain right there with, with all of us who have to go home to that. But, um, Good job, um, Micah. But I have a question, because you, Simone, live in Silver Lake. Have you ever been yes. approached like Micah was for blood? Um,
1: I don't think so. I don't think That's I ever nuts. have. It is, it is. But I'm trying to imagine what part of town. I'm trying to think there's like a little computer shop, I think, on, on Fountain, and I'm wondering if it's that, but I'm, I'm not exactly sure. But I just love the idea of this friendly junkie just kind of strolling in, <laughs> making chit-chat.
2: And to a just... computer store. It's not like it's in a coffee shop. Or <laughs>
1: I know, the whole acting casual, oh, what do they do here? And, oh. <laughs> <laughs> fixing. Oh, so that's what they do. Oh, okay, and just being so casual and oh, so casual. And then oh, do you want to do blow? I mean, fuck. <laughs> I mean, do you think that was a ruse or do you think he really is just that generally nice kind of drug addict that they don't show in the movies and the TV?
2: Oh yeah, I thought he. That's probably like part of his his way of getting it. You know, you're just nice yeah. and normal and friendly. So
1: yeah. But, did you yeah, know that in England, I was kind of charmed by him in, in Mike telling telling the story? <laughs> I did find I him somewhat charming. <laughs> I may even end up, have done blow with him. Why
2: not? If I had so, some, I my give Yeah. Why? Not? In England, I guess blow is marijuana. Did you know that? And here it's. Code. I it's
1: kind of assumed it was only because in Caught by I'm the Caught Buzz, by the I buzz. know it's Buzz. <laughs> it's 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 uh, mentions blow. <laughs> Take
2: the Well, know oh.
1: I knew it was about marijuana so at first i was like what why is it like 15 i know me and too doing well? but then i realized oh okay it's not so, yeah, I so that up.
2: Um,
1: yeah so thank you for sharing that micah that was fabulous um anyone else who wants to share a story ask a question or whatevs uh it's uh three two three three zero one dong for the dong line so please give us story a call time story time Oh, so now I wanted to mention, this is just very quick, there was, um, did you know Google has had self-driving cars going around for the last two
2: years? <laughs> I didn't know You mean pictures about for this. Google Maps? They were self-driving?
1: I, yeah. I don't know if, like, no. some, I think there's somebody in the car with them monitoring it, but the car is essentially driving itself. What? Is this, I didn't even know this was happening. How does that happen? I don't understand. I that. don't know. It's a new technology they're working on. So... Um, Anyway, I just grabbed this little snippet, uh, and this is a blind man using the car. Google's Um. self-driving car has fascinated our minds with its technological promise since being introduced in 2010, but yesterday the self-driving car touched our hearts. Google posted a video of the self-driving car taking a legally blind man for a spin, showing one of the possibilities and benefits that could come from technology. Where this would change my life is to give me the independence and the flexibility to go to the places I want to go and need to go when I need to do those things, Steve Mahan says in the video.
2: <coughs> Here we go. I'm sorry, it sounds like an Onion article. <laughs> it
1: does, it does, but it wasn't. I think it was in the LA, LA Times or something. Anyway, the next line. The self-driving car takes Mahan to Taco Bell for a quick meal and a dry cleaner to pick up his clothes. <laughs> Look, Ma, no hands, no feet. Isn't oh. that sad? It doesn't say, it just goes on damn talking it. about the car more. But, god damn, get the self driving car. You're blind, obviously without taste buds, too. And like us. Like us. And you go to fucking Taco Bell. Couldn't he have, like, gone to a symphony or something really remarkable? One for the books?
2: I'm surprised oh. that, that you're disparaging his choice of restaurant.
1: I oh, honestly I thought
2: that you would support it.
1: For a, maiden, for a maiden voyage, I am. I don't blame him if he wants to go there on his second trip, oh, but okay. I think but, he should make his first trip. Why didn't he go to the dry cleaners, then Taco Bell? No, he goes Taco Bell, then the dry cleaners.
2: Because I, Taco, I, Bell, Taco Bell is more delicious than the dry cleaners.
1: True. Though I have to say, though, using using a, using a, using a, a, a drive through is definitely a perk that you can't otherwise do on your own as a blind person. So, You're yeah, right about we have that. talked about, about drive through discrimination. We've had that in a previous Taco Bell news. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> so that's my story about the blind man in self-driving car.
2: Uh, I love that story.
1: I knew you would. Um... Now you have uh, been involved in a petition with MoveOn.org. Do tell.
2: Well, I have. I know we're um, we're recording right now because I have a conference call in like 18 minutes with some other people, like some kind of social activist local people and combined with people who um have left Marshall church after being on the inside and we all want to get together and move dot moveon.org or change what is it
1: <laughs> it's it's, it's moveon.org and it's change.org there's both aren't there
2: so there's both do... but you
1: you put you put change.org in your email to me today and your, oh your notes for the episode says moveon.org so yeah no, and Yeah,
2: seriously. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, we're going to have this little call today to figure out um, to, how to use a moveon.org because it's a petition to try to get the Seattle newspapers and news outlets to cover the Mars Hill Church Discipline stuff that's going on because they um, are really protective of Driscoll. They're kind of deferential to him and, and they haven't published anything about this like pretty serious fallout that's getting national attention. So yeah. um, they're scared of Driscoll and... Um, with moveon.org though you can can do a whole lot of shit I was reading about today all these petitions that got signed and um, just to call people's attention to things going on that probably shouldn't be going on so I'm excited we'll see what happens if the news isn't reporting it
1: then it's not gonna the message isn't gonna get out so I hope that that they'll get on board with that podcast of horror yes Um, speaking of retards (laughs) (laughs) I read there is a there is a bill in California, and I believe there's already been one in Kentucky, to remove the phrases "mental retardation" and "mentally retarded" from California's laws and regulations and and other medical terminology in Kentucky. So uh, they want to replace the term with "intellectual disability." Mm -hmm. So um, it sounds like everyone's you know pro doing this. So what I want to know is if the word "retarded" is struck from describing mentally handicapped people and it's the word is now intellectually disabled can we the jerks of the world who you know with poor vocabularies just are we free to have retarded back can we just call everybody retarded now and it's not going to be a problem because those people are different. Those aren't pe- those aren't retarded people. That's not what their official name is.
2: Well, I know? kind of feel like it would be considered worse because you um, think? now it's like that word is like really verboten. You know, like the spas- National Australian Spastic Society. Yes. <laughs> like it's a the spastic. Re- spastic is a really pejorative word now. Like especially, it's kind of like yes. the authorities um, deeming it. So it's kind of the final straw. Of the culture is like. Oh, that's very unpolitically correct. But. Um, yeah, I guess it makes more sense to call it an intellectual disability, but um, I wonder how... Well, they said intellectual, not mental disability, right? Yeah. So, that, it actually seems like that makes more sense, because retard yeah. just, just means I just feel literally like they're abandoning slower, but...
1: retard, because they used retard... Re- mental retardation was, was the word they used to describe those people, yeah. and so if they're not using it anymore, that's why I feel like we should just be able to have it back, and it, I don't see why it would be worse. I don't know.
3: Give I back feel like
1: been, it doesn't mean that anymore. It doesn't mean them. They have a new name now. They're intellectually
2: disabled.
1: So but, like, why what can't, can't I example, call...
2: Of the N word. <laughs> you know. That's true.
1: That's not on the books. That's not
2: on the books at all.
1: <laughs> but it's not okay. It's
2: but not okay.
1: Uh, but if we never called somebody who has actually had uh, the thing that, the thing with the N word is that, you know, it's used on black people, right? Whereas if we only use the word retard to refer to each other for doing something stupid, then it's not mm-hmm. like we're we're saying seeing someone who is mentally handicapped and saying, hey, look at that retard. We're not doing that. We just wanna call each other retards, just to just point out right. that. Right. You know, like we're kind yeah, of we stupid. would never
2: call someone who's actually mentally handicapped that. It's just no! That we call each other. No. Right, right.
1: What's the fun in that? Well, it's fun to call your friends retards?
2: <laughs> well, you're gonna find people who are gonna be really upset about that no matter what. So fuck I know. All y'all fuck you retards we're gonna keep coming, yeah so. <laughs> move Org. yeah move on.org we're all about change
1: change making the world a better place <laughs> uh, okay so you had um uh, a perfect joke
2: to share oh well, yesterday dw who was don's husband i don't think you've met him yet but he's he's really no cute and, and really awesome and he's just like don but anyway Um, he was saying, so, um, have you ever heard of April, you know, for April Fools? He goes, have you heard of the David Blaine joke? And I'm like, what is that? And, and he looked around to make sure there were no children nearby. And he (laughs) goes, he goes, it's when you're shagging a girl from behind and you tag your buddy in, then run around outside and wave at her through the window. And he (gasps) made these David Blaine hands.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst. (laughs) Why is this person shagging with the window open?
2: Well, oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Like the blinds open. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I think she's asking for it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, just ask um, Aaron and Megan Mason. They see their neighbor all the time with the blinds like wide open. She's just like ten <gasps> feet from them.
3: Oh, <laughs> it's
1: horrifying. What's wrong with people? Yeah.
2: I feel, I feel unfortunate because I've never like run into anything like that ever in my life. Like, or overheard neighbors or anything. You've never overheard neighbors even? Never even overheard neighbors. Oh, or well, you
1: know, I overheard my old upstairs neighbor. That's stupid. One. Yeah. But, the, the, um,
2: the one who played hard all the time.
1: <laughs> yes. That one. Um, but my friend once, she saw, I think they were walking past some, it was like an office building, like, and, and it was late at night and they were like, um, uh, horizontal blinds and they could just see these feet sticking out through them like jerking up and down like <laughs> weird oh, <laughs> yeah that, that totally fascinated Cool. Well, I think we're going to wrap things up now. But before we do, I just wanted to share a quote um, from a friend, Carrie. Today we've been we've been emailing back and forth about The Amazing Race, because we're really into The Amazing Race. And then I told her that the last episode I watched, because I've been a bit behind, but they had to do this thing with cattle, and the cattle were all in these little pens, and I was getting kind of sad, <laughs> and then they had a close-up of a cow... And, it's, and it had like a tear, like it's just a wet streak coming from its eye all the way down its face. And I was already sad because they all cramped up and you see them trying to jump over each other, trying to get out. So it was kind of bumming me out. And then I, when I, as soon as I saw the, the the cow with the tear streak down its face, I fully started sobbing. I was so upset seeing this. I've never sobbed this much at the Amazing Race. I have cried sometimes, but never sobbed. <laughs> anyway, so I told <laughs> her that. And she wrote back saying, yeah, it was really sad. But then she said, when I was a kid, um, we used to have cows and I used to see those cow tears. And then she said, the tears of a cow must be the saddest tears in the animal kingdom. <laughs> 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 so even though I'd been bawling the day before, I, I could not laugh at that.
2: So, <laughs> the tears of a cow.
1: Yeah, the saddest in the animal kingdom. And I think it's
2: true. It carrie's so, the queen of the soundbite.
1: She is. Well, on that note, I guess we'll wrap things up. Uh, as we said before, please call the dong line three two three three zero one dong. Also, uh, if you'd like to leave us some iTunes reviews, that would be fabulous. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, please uh, have your say. If not, just give us a rating. That would be that would be tops, really. Um, and yeah, and if you need to uh, get any supplementary material from this episode please check out dongtini.com so until next time bye stephanie bye simone bye.
3: Bye. stupid cupid you're a real mean guy on me. I can't do my homework and I can't be straight. I need them every moment, but I have past eight. Stupid, stupid. I'm acting like a lovesick fool. You've stupid, even got me carrying his books to school. Stupid, stupid. Hey, hey, you set me free. Stupid Cupid, stop picking on me.